Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. Hey there. We're going to do something a little bit different today. We're going to have two interviews with inanimate objects. First, we'll meet Maria. She's a box of tissues. Uh, yes. I am a ultrasoft flat tissue box. Uh, I'm... Right now, uh, in a therapist's office, uh, and that's, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit nervous just because I I don't usually get a chance to to talk. Well, Maria, I'm curious about your relationship with the tissues inside of you. Are you, do, do you do a lot of thinking about what will happen to them? You know, I used to have this big plan, you know, was very kind of, I guess, codependent, you know, kind of trying to get the tissues prepared for any number of things that might happen uh, to make sure that they were never uh, surprised by the experience that they had. But I got to tell, I mean, I never know what thing they're going to be used for next, you know, so... I hope I'm a maternal personality, but I just, I've got to let him go. Otherwise, I feel, uh, I've been driven mad, you know, crazy about, you know, all of this. I told them you may be used, uh, you know, on the face or any number of the, the leaky areas on the human body. But, and, and then it turns out they're stuffed on a bra or, you just you can't prepare them for everything, and you've gotta you've gotta uh, let them experience the world, you know, in ways I, I can't even imagine. What's like the best thing that could happen to one of your tissues? Well, um, and this is something I would hope for for all my tissues, but. Uh, the nose blow, um, which I would hope that every tissue has the experience of being wet and, uh, you know, to to have, be fully used. I mean, that's what I think, what I hear in sessions is everybody, you just want to be needed. Well, another thing your tissues get used for is tears. Yeah. Um, what's that like? Obviously, I have compassion. Um, I want them to be relieved of their discomfort. And at the same time, three of my tissues, three, a full three in three sessions, have been used by the same woman who comes in 
she cries on the dot 40 minutes in. There's this metaphor that the therapist was trying to make about how they're turtles. Um, turtles. Turtles. Uh, that I guess are in the Amazon. Uh, and when they cry, uh, butterflies use that uh, as uh, will drink those tears uh, to fulfill a need for sodium. I'm sorry? Yeah. Butterflies land on turtles and drink their tears. Yeah, which begs the question, what are those turtles crying about? So the therapist said, oh, no, these are, you never know how you're helping someone else with your tears. It was a it was a real reach for me. I have to say, also, it, it seems strange. It does seem strange that a turtle would cry if it were upset, because it it seems to me the thing a turtle would do is just retract its head into its shell. Yeah, and so of of course, of course, turtles do it. And I don't. I'm, not, I'm actually not quite sure what turtles are. This is just a what what are what are turtles? Turtle is, um, it's a, it's an animal. They're known for being slow and they're known for, they have a hard shell okay. that they can retreat into. Are they filled with anything? They're filled with themselves. They're, they're, um, yeah, they're, they're organs. Um, okay. Okay. So they're, they, they're poopers. Yes. Okay. I guess it's true. Everything on the earth can be classified into those two yeah. categories. Poopers and non-poopers. You know, it's funny to think about a butterfly is to a turtle what a tissue is to a human. Yeah. It's funny to think about a butterfly being used for all the things a tissue is used for. Like I imagine someone <sighs> blowing their nose into it. Into a butterfly. Yeah. And again... And this is something I hate not feeling like I, I don't know what something is, but I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable and say, what is a butterfly? Uh, that is an insect. Okay. With uh, large, colorful wings. Oh, insect. Yes. Okay. All right. Right. I've, one of the tissues was used to uh, locate a, a spider. Yep. Okay. Locate it. It located. Kill it. Kill it. Kill it. I think about you are um you're a, a seventy-five tissue box. Do I have that right? Seventy. 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 Uh and actually now just to be clear, and I'm trying to be more honest, I, I think I would normally say, oh, 70. But <laughs> I'm now it's two. You have you have two tissues left. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I can't imagine knowing that I only had two experiences left in my life. It, it must put pressure on those experiences. Well, I like to think, okay, what's the best thing that could happen? And then the, what's the worst thing that could happen? And then what will probably happen? The best thing that could happen is someone will blow their nose. And like it'll be a real blow the tissue will be completely used, thrown in the trash. That'd be great. The worst thing that could happen 
I am in someone's hand and I am being taken and put near some sort of flame and I'm getting close to the flame. It's partly my fault. I'm getting too close to a flame. I'm, I am burning. I am burning. I am catching on fire. I am starting to ignite everything that's flammable around me. Paper, building materials, wood, and uh, I, I am killing people. Uh, I'm the flame of which I am a part and a cause of is moving down the street and covering the forest and burning down everything in its wake for miles and miles and miles and eventually the entire world and everyone knows it's me. It's me. It's the Kleenex that started the fire that ended up destroying the entire world and I end up Uh, The entire world is burnt to a crisp, and I know that I did it, and I am alone. That that really is the worst thing. That's the worst thing. What will probably happen is that uh, the person will take the Kleenex and then uh, stuffing in their pockets. Yeah, what, what will probably happen is nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing, yeah. That's it for our conversation with Maria. Next up is Joel, the water fountain. Yeah, hi, my name is Joel. I'm a water fountain. It's a pretty straightforward gig. They press the button, they lean down, and I sort of propel water out of my um, my hole. Um, that's what we call it. Like you and I, we all have water coming out of a hole, and mine just happens to bring life-giving water to people like you. Well, Joel, I want to start by listening to some sound. Because uh, your sound, running water, for humans is very soothing. But I wonder what it feels like to you. So I thought we'd play it and talk about how it feels to us. Okay. Jennifer, can you bring that up? Okay, talk about what's going through your mind as you hear this. Um, I mean, it sounds like a good, strong stream. It sounds... Like it's trained? It sounds like it's a classically trained stream. Honestly, I don't have a lot of notes for this stream. It sounds good. It sounds like a good, strong stream. Um, got a lot of the foundations, you know, the foundational sort of work behind it. Um, and it's making it its own, too, at the same time. That's the thing. That's what you love to hear from a stream like this, is that, you know, it's not being distracted by the rules, and it's doing its own thing. It's making its own. For me, it's it's putting me in a in a very relaxed meditative place where I just feel like mm-hmm. it it's somehow unlocking my mind and helping my okay. mind wander. Uh, Interesting. Um, 
That's, um, you know, well, that's, we come at it from two different sides. I'm a technician and you're sort of a lay person. Can I hear what your sort of visceral, your emotional response to this sound is? Um, I guess jealousy. Yeah, jealousy. Um, I want, I wish I could be work doing that sort of work. I'm sort of constrained by my lot in life, where I was born, where I was placed. Because I'm a, a I'm going to say it, it, I sit, I sit at an uncomfortable height, okay? I sit at crotch level of most normal average sized people, which is not what you want. You don't want to bend down and then actually bend into an acute angle. At most, you want to be a right angle. So if I'm picturing this correctly, most adults, when they use you, uh, they're actually, their head is lower than their waist while they I drink from you. I don't know why I'm this low. It's humiliating. It's not ideal. Well, I, I guess... Go ahead. I hate it. I, I want to ask you about... I occasionally have had an experience when I'm at a water fountain mm-hmm. and the water pressure changed yeah. abruptly mm-hmm. just as I heard a nearby toilet flushing. Do you remember which bathroom it was outside of? Uh, I don't. I don't even know how. I'm outside the men's room, and that is tough for me. That is tough, because I know what you people do in there. Don't think I don't know, because I do know what you go. You go in there, and you take off all your clothes, and you get up on your tippy toes. You take off all your clothes, and you. You unleash what right on the tips of your toes, point on the points of your toes, fully nude, unleashing. What are the unleashing what? What you unleash. All right. Joel, getting ready for this interview, I I was curious about different ways um, people drink around the world, different ways people find water um and i i found something interesting that i wanted to talk to you about um have you ever heard of the water holding frog the water holding who frog the water you mean brenda at the dmv that water holding frog i'm kidding i i don't know who you're talking about who's the who's this water holding frog well, there's a species of frog in Australia okay. uh, called the water-holding frog. I don't like the sound of that. And it has a remarkable ability to retain water. It doesn't have to drink for five years because it can hold in water in its body. Okay. So why are you bringing up this frog who wants me out of a job? Uh, so the people there figured out that they could drink. No, they didn't. They could pick up the frog and squeeze it into their mouths if they needed water. Mm -mm. No, frog. But it's been inside the frog. True. Frogs weren't meant for that. I was meant for that. Frogs weren't meant for that. Where do you get off, frog? Because you already have a job. And it's being a frog. What is... Humans, when they get upset, cry. Yes. Where are you going with this? You know, tears come out of... Tears come out of our eyes. Right. Um, you are a thing who, when you're not upset, 
liquid is coming out of you. So I'm wondering all the time. I'm wondering what your equivalent of crying is. Dancing. Dreaming of dancing. Obviously we can't physically dance, but um, you know, I can only speak for myself, but I've seen so many um, Zumba classes. And the way that people, human people move. I, at night, you know, I close my eyes and there I am. I dance. You know, I'm just leaping through the air, landing in a you guessed it split. What part of you splits? Spinning, crotch to the ground, spread eagle, spinning in a way that you've never seen before. You've never seen it anywhere. Up back on my tippy toes, sort of doing what you guys do in the bathroom, Mm -hmm. unleashing, but emotion, emotion on the dance floor. And it is gorgeous. And that's, yeah, that's sort of how we cry. It was nice to imagine you dancing because I feel like I irritated you uh, with a number of my questions today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we started today with a sound that is, you know, peaceful for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it makes sense to end by playing a sound that's soothing for you. Oh, okay. Go. Yeah. Play it. Well, um, I guess I don't know what it is. Uh, Oh, okay. Um, well, it's just, um, it's pretty simple. Um, it's nothing fancy, um, but it it does bring me a lot of comfort, and it's um, the sound of our former vice president Dick Cheney's voice. The sound of Dick Cheney's voice cal- calms you. Mm-hmm. Is there something in particular, or any old thing will do? Okay, um, I'll, I'll see what I can put together. A projection of fantasy. Celebrate generosity. Generosity. I looked at the world and what I saw was joy. Nothing to worry about. Very special fantasy. Christmas time. Christmas time. Blessings. 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 Just imagine. Just imagine. Comfort, joy, and hope. 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 Trust that things would come out right in the end. This is Everything is Alive. The show is produced by Jennifer Mills and me, Ian Chillog, with Eva Walchover. Special thanks to Emily Spivak. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Joel, the water fountain, was played by Joel Kim Booster. Maria 
The Box of Tissues, was played by Maria Bamford. We're grateful to the work of Phil Torres, from whom we first learned about butterflies drinking turtle tears. The pan flute you heard in the Dick Cheney meditation, for which I apologize, the pan flute was performed by Carrie. Everything is Alive is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX. Without Julie Shapiro, executive producer, we would not be able to unleash whatever it is we unleash. You can get in touch with us any number of ways at everythingsalive.com. We'll see you soon. Radiotopia.